0: A Northern Cape mother is struggling to enroll her grade three daughter in a public school because she is currently in a private school. The Northern Cape Department of Education is allegedly refusing to accept former private school children into the public school system this year. And they say that this is school hopping. Now, the department says that they will only consider it if a child comes from another province or if parents have relocated from one area to another for job opportunities. The department also says that they have a limited number of available space for grade R and therefore a number of parents will have to make use of early childhood development or community-based ECD centres for the 2021 school academic year. And yesterday uh, we spoke to Mabel Tiolo, who doesn't know what to do. Now, we understand you struggling to find placement for your daughter who is in grade three. Uh, Please explain to us some of the challenges that you've experienced so far.
1: I've been struggling for three years because the department says that they don't have space in grade R. We must go to ECD centre and that's what I did when my child was in grade R. When she was supposed to go to grade one, I could not find any school. So I eventually took her to a private school. Now, last year I also applied. I could not find school for her, but now financially I can't afford anymore. I've registered. I've applied in three schools and I'm I'm told that the application is still under review. And when I contacted the Department of Education on Saturday, somebody by the name of Vanan Merva, who's working for the Department of Education, answered to say that they are not going to allow school hopping. And I also asked because my child is not in your system, I don't regard this as school hopping. He says, No, it is. Because my child has a space at that private school, I also explained that, but financially I can't afford it. She said, They can't help me in that regard because my child has a space at a private school. I'm not sure I explained to her that my child is entitled to public education. Yes, it was my choice to take her. Not my choice, even I was forced by circumstances to take my child to a private school. So why can't they let her go to a public school? I don't know. So we are uh, around the
0: time when schools are about to reopen, Mabel. Uh, What suggestions were you offered in terms of trying to find placement for your daughter?
1: I was told to wait for the SMS, which will tell me whether my application was successful or unsuccessful. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to say unsuccessful. What am I going to do? Because the school that my child is attending, that private school is open as we speak. So it means that my child is losing on the education site. And I can't take her there because I don't have money and the department can't give me answers. I don't know what to do.
0: Mm. So, um, uh, uh, worst case scenario, they come back and they say, uh, Mabel, we do not have a place for your daughter. As you say, you cannot afford to send your child back to the school that she was at. What are you going to do?
1: I don't know. I I don't know. I don't have any option. I don't have any answers. I don't have money. I don't know. Maybe I must just take my child to the Department of Education offices. Up until they decide what to do with her, because that's the only thing that I can, I can do now as we speak.
0: So they said you must wait for an SMS. Did they tell you uh, what the
1: deadline was? By when you should expect it? They didn't. Because now, even this morning, I went on their website to check, and all my child's application is still saying that the application is still under review. They have given uh, call center numbers and district numbers for us to call and ask. I've I've been calling since this morning, maybe I've called 20 times, no response, the phone is just ringing. On Friday, I went to the working center to go and find out, and they just showed me on the screen that it says that the application is still the, under review, so they also don't have answers at the working center's. So I'm not sure who is sitting with the answers. Who's supposed to answer us? No deadline, no nothing. Remember, we must buy uniform, we must buy stationery, all those things. They don't. I don't know whether they are going to answer me on the 24th or on the 20th or when. I don't know.
0: And that was Mabel Tiolo from Kimberley, who is struggling to find a public school placement for her daughter, who's in grade three. And uh, let's get a response now from uh, the Northern Cape uh, Department of Education with regard to uh, the issue that was raised by Mabel Tiolo with us yesterday. And as I'd indicated, subsequent to that, received quite a few more messages from other parents in the Northern Cape with similar challenges. And we welcome now on the line, uh, Jeffrey Merwe, who's spokesperson for the Department of Education in in the Northern Cape. Mr. Van Amirva, welcome to Updated Noon. Uh,
2: good afternoon, Sakina. Good afternoon to all your listeners. Thank you for having me.
0: So, before we even get into the merits of this, let's just start by establishing what exactly is school hopping?
2: Okay. Sakina, let me, first of all, um, just give you a background in terms of an update on the online admissions. I think it's important to indicate that to all our listeners. uh, Okay, but before we
0: get into that, uh, just explain to us what is school hopping so that we will understand in the broader context when you're explaining to us.
2: Okay, thank you. It, It simply means, Sakina, that the child is currently at the school and where school space does exist for him or her for the 2021 school academic year. And as a department, we've indicated that these applications will be considered where school space do exist at the school applied for by the parents, or the parents are relocating from another district or from another province due to work opportunities or a new job that the parents um, accepted. Can I just indicate to you, based on the, on the clip that you earlier played, Sakina, specifically referring to the, to the applications for middle grades in the francis Bart District, where they, because this is where our problems is with regards to the application for middle grades. We've received as a department um, just over 3,000 applications for grade 2 to 6. This is, these are your middle grades, and from grade 9 to 11. From these 3,042 applications, Sakina, we've already placed 36.6%. So it's not as if the department is turning a blind eye to these applications, but we need to consider the available spaces in our public ordinary schools.
0: But what about the right of the child to education? And uh, what does the Schools Act say in this regard? Because uh, surely as a province, you should be aware of how many learners you have in that province. And uh, should they not have a right to education? Or are you expecting the private sector to, as a rule, absorb some of those learners?
2: Look, Sakina, what I can indicate to you in in this regard, in this case, um, the lady that just spoke, she haven't received an sms yet what happens in terms of the applications uh, when a parent applied online the school verifies the information the verified information is sent to our district office and the district office then in return indicates that your application has been successful or, or unsuccessful at this stage of the applications, Sakina, so I can indicate to you that we have 11,666 one learners. The applications is all incomplete. The parents haven't uploaded all the outstanding documents. And then also this also include unsuccessful applications. So what I would recommend, and, and that we advise to parents in a statement that we've issued yesterday as well, That parents should wait until they receive the SMS, um, either accepting or declining the application that was done by the parents. Now, we just came out of of a meeting with all district officers, and um, we have agreed that by Friday, all outstanding um, placement offers would be out. The reason why I'm stating that, um, the walking centers or district offices won't be able to assist unless the parents have received an application. What we are also doing now as a department, we are checking to get in contact with those parents out of the 11,666 applications, those with outstanding information that they should upload the outstanding documents so that it enables the department. To indicate whether the application is successful or not,
0: so in the end, you will place every single one of those learners whom parents have applied that, for placement that, for
2: That is the commitment from the department. We also indicate at um, Sakina we will place all learners, but we what what we cannot guarantee is space at a preferred school. So all learners will be placed by the 27th of January before schooling commences, And that is the timeframes and the management plans that we have developed in that regard. But what I must also indicate to you, Sakina, the online admission system last year was the first year that we've introduced the online admission system. And normally, the admission period would take place from the 1st of May up to the 31st of May. Now, last year, you know, the COVID pandemic impacted the basic education sector severely we were only be, we were only able to go online with the system um, on the fourteenth of September so that in terms of of the time frames that we have originally stipulated as a department severely affected the outcome of the applications that we would have wanted to finalize by the 15th of December. Unfortunately, we were not able to, and that is why we're still sitting with a situation now that we have uh, 11,661 learners to be placed before the 27th of January. Mm. Uh,
0: well, some would say that's poor planning on your part as the department, mm. uh, Mr. Fanamerva. So you need to take uh, responsibility for that. Uh, but and, but, and, but and can we, I ask you, apologize to please, for that. Can I please ask you to please hold the line? We just want to go to headline news and uh, then we'll come back and complete uh, this particular inv- interview. Mr. Jeffrey Fanamerva, spokesperson for the Northern Cape Department of Education, uh, speaking to us in response to some of the queries we've received from in that province saying that they are struggling with placement for their uh, children. And following up on um, a complaint by parents that uh, the Northern Cape Department of Education uh, is uh, perhaps not uh, placing their children and uh, some of the complaints relates to having been forced to enroll their children in private schools uh, because the department did not have a place for their children starting in grade R or grade 1. So we are getting a response from the Department of Education now and on the line to us is Jeffrey Fannamerva, spokesperson for the Department of Education in the Northern Cape Ms. Van Fannamerva, thanks for your time um, so as we were discussing before the break, you said that parents need to just hold on, they will be receiving those SMS's, but what is yes. the deadline uh, that you have set for yourself as to when parents will have a word by?
2: As I've indicated earlier, Sakina, the the original deadline that we've given, and due to the impact of COVID-19, remember, this online system, as I've indicated, was introduced for the very first time. And before we could go live, the system needed to be tested. Unfortunately, it was the lockdown period, the national state of disaster. We couldn't test the system. So the first deadline that we've given to us as a department was the 15th of December. We couldn't meet that deadline. It was extended to the 8th of January. Now we're still sitting with a three point six percent of the average school population in the Northern Cape still to be placed. We've just came out of the meeting with our district officers and all the placements would or all parents that haven't received an SMS yet or offer for placement will have that by Friday Sakina.
0: And what about those who don't receive it? Because according to the mother we spoke to yesterday, she Mm. was actually forced to enroll her child in a private school because Mm. the department uh, did not have space for her child. She was told the department could not uh, place her child in grade R and she had to then uh, place the child in a private center. Mm. And following that, the department said they did not have space because there would be space for that child in a private entity. So she says she did that. She, she obviously was able to at the time, mm-hmm. but due to COVID, she's no longer able to enroll the child in a private school and the department is now accusing her of school hopping.
2: Uh, Sakina, I will have to go into that one personally as an individual case. As far as my knowledge is concerned, We haven't turned away any parent in the past, especially for entry grades, because that is where our priority is. It's either the parent haven't, they didn't want to accept the alternative placement that was offered by the department and then in return decided to go to a private school. So that one we'll have to go into. But then I also want to mention for those parents that receive offers, and they're unhappy with the placement offer or the alternative offer that the department has issued, they are more than welcome to submit an appeal to the office of the MEC so that we can go into the merit of their application, Um, like the one of, uh, I think it's Mabel, eh?
0: Yeah. And she's not the only one.
2: She's yes, not the yes, only yes. one. So, so that's why I'm indicating that we can go into the individual merit of their application and then we can uh, uh, apply our um, uh, 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 decision in that regard.
0: Mr. Nimaerva, do you know how many uh, learners are expected to integrate R this year in the Northern Cape?
2: Um, uh, Great are the total applications what I can indicate for you to this year, because remember not all applications is done yet, um, Sakina, so that's why I can't confirm the figure, but what I can indicate the number of applications that we receive for all districts is in the vicinity of 19,000 Sakina.
0: And how many places do you have in uh, public schools?
2: We we will be able to accommodate all of these learners, but as I've indicated, we won't be able to to guarantee the the um, preferred school of choice. But then I can also indicate to you, Sakina, in terms of our grade R applications, specifically for the 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 Francis Barr district, and this is where the bulk of applications are. We've received 4,000 admission applications for grade R. We only have school space for 1,421 grade Rs in Francis Bar. So it means that 3,200 learners will have to make use of community-based sites for grade R here in Kimberley or or Kimberley and the surrounding areas. Now what we are currently doing, these community-based sites are administered and overseed by the Department of Social Development. We are currently in engagement with the Department of Social Development to see how best we can assist these learners and accommodate them at community-based sites. But then also from the department side, in terms of addressing the shortage of ECD facilities at schools, in terms of our infrastructure plan, we have prioritized the construction of two new schools, specifically in Kimberley. But you see, Mr.
0: Mr. Phanam, that is exactly the problem, because this is exactly what Mabel was explaining, where the children are diverted to these ECD centers because you do not have sufficient uh, placement for them as the Department of Education. Mm. And subsequent to that, she says, you as a department then indicated that these were not uh, necessarily, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, feeder uh, schools for your public schools. Hence, she ended up having to take her child to a private school.
2: Uh, If my memory serves me right, she referred to grade 1 and not grade R. Uh, uh,
0: According to her, the problem started at grade R. That's why she then ended up having to uh, take her child to a private school in grade 1 until now.
2: Uh, She she indicated that she went to a private school for grade 1. Yes. And as I've indicated, our priority is were the entry grades, grade one and grade eight. So that's why I've said they should have been placed at a public-only school for for grade one. But I, I don't want to preempt what she decided, but um, she could have declined the alternative offer that was provi- provided by the department. That's why I said to you, Sakina, it, it would be wise if we go individually and Zoom in to specifically these type of situations to find out what happened or what transpired, how did the child end ended up at a private school where she wanted space in a public or a school for a entry grade.
0: So just to wrap this up, in terms of, as you say, uh, children not being placed at the, the preferred schools that the parents may have applied to, yes. uh, how do you um, ultimately decide on where children are placed? Uh, what is your policy with regard we- to that?
2: We, we, we look at where available school spaces exist and then we provide the, the, um, uh, decision to the parent on, on where, uh, they would want their child to be placed. So we look at available school spaces. We draw up the, the, the list of schools that have spaces for the various grades. Our district officials also go into schools, specifically the classrooms, where schools have indicated where there's no space available and do headcounts of learners to establish if indeed schools have provided us with the correct figures in terms of learner enrollments for the 2021 school academic year. Currently, I must also indicate to you, Sakina, that our system has open yesterday for late admissions as well so those parents that have not yet applied the system is currently open up to the 18th of January for them to apply to ensure that these learners have school spaces when schools are by the 27th of January
0: and just a final question with regard to radius you know uh, what is the largest radius that you can place a child in from where they live
2: Look, we, we, we look at the available spaces at, at the, a specific school, um, Sakina, and then obviously in terms of the number of school spaces that are available, we look at the parents that stay in a close proximity. So if those parents that stay in close proximity of a school and they take up the spaces um, after that of parents staying further than that, they um, will not be considered. I can just indicate to you, Sakina, the selection criteria that we use for the admissions that is determined by the National Education Policy, uh, um, p- p- policy Act by the department. Um, the criteria that we use, we first look at siblings at the school, if the applicant has a sibling at the school. The second criteria that we use is looking where a guardian um, perhaps the parent is working at the school, and then the third one, we look at the the, the parents that stay in close proximity of the school. So that is the criteria that we've used consistency, con- con- consistently in terms of our applications of the uh, online admissions
0: Mr. Fannamero, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, Jeffrey a uh, spokesperson for the Northern Cape Department of Education. So you heard uh, the responses. So uh, please let us know, all those parents who uh, sent us uh, their concerns, uh, whether you have received the SMSs and of course what the alternatives are. I uh, would also like to hear from you in response to what Mr. Fannamero is saying that uh, it was actually your choice uh, more than likely as parents to opt for the private school option uh, because they do not turn learners away so at sakina kamwendo uh, that's uh, my twitter handle or you can get in touch on uh, via email sakina s-a-k-i-n-a at s-a-f-m co z-a